Hello everyone, this is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to the show. Today is a special episode because I have my my friend here, Victor Theocritis, who is an author, a business owner, and a student of life. And I'm here in Melbourne, Florida. This is where uh, the area where you live, and uh, this is yes. where you work as well. So I want to make sure that you get the spotlight today. And uh, welcome to the Speak Brave Podcast because I know we tried to do this podcast for a while and I want to make sure that you bring your very best material to yes, our yes. audience. So um, let's jump right in and start talking. Uh, Victor, tell us about who you are, how did you come to be who you are now, and what are the, some of the most important life lessons you have learned? Okay, all right. Thank you for the question, Mark. All right. Actually, right now I'm working on, I'm an aspiring author, actually. <laughs> so I can't say I'm an author yet. I'm an aspiring to be. But I'm working on my first book currently, and I'm currently a student at the University of Florida studying psychology. Psychology is one of my major passions because I've always had a fascination with the mind growing up. Okay, very good. And good thing that you said that you're an aspiring author. And I do want to say to the listeners that uh, when Victor is going to release his book, it's going to be called Unlimited Power, Unleashing Infinite Potential of Your Mind. So I want to make sure you pick that up when it comes out. Yeah, you're definitely going to want to pick that up because we're going to go into a lot of detail about how you can succeed at anything, how your mind really has infinite potential. So what brought you to this uh, thinking, to this, to, this, to this mindset? To Okay, so you're a student of, of psychology. That's interesting, right? Yes. But you're going beyond that, right? Because you want to be a successful person. So what drives you? What brought you to this point in your life? What were some events happened in your life that molded you in the person that you are now? Okay. Can you okay. speak about Thank that? Thank you for the question. Yeah. I've had a lot of situations where I've had to push myself and motivate myself to see what boundaries the mind really has. For example, when I was younger, I used to consider myself that I had average intelligence. And I always believed I was average because I would get C's in school. And consequently, the teachers would tell me, hey, you're just an average student. You're not going to go anywhere in life. And I used to believe that. but. One year, while I was in ninth grade, I did exceptionally well on the FCAT. I got a 4 and a 5. So they decided me to put me in honor classes. And after they put me in honor classes, then I said, you know, maybe I am smart. Let's, mm-hmm. let's really see what I can do. Mm-hmm. But then I had a teacher named Mr. Peckage for chemistry. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew about Mr. Peckage. This mm-hmm. guy, I mean, half the class dropped his class in the first month. Wow, wow. Okay. Was that just because he was, uh, or is that she or he? He was a he. he was okay, okay. Very, his, his class was great, very good teacher, but his class was difficult. It was difficult. So that was in high school? That was in high school. Okay, okay. And one of my friends said, you better drop that class. You're going to fail that class. And I said, no way. I'm not going to drop this class. I'm going to ace his class and I'm going to ace every other class. And for that semester, I actually got straight ace for the first time in my life. So that all started with that class? It didn't, well, another thing too was, another situation was I was bullied in high school Mm. and, and, and and it'll call, it all starts with a burning desire for Mm -hmm. change and and we'll talk about this, but I didn't know anything about that back then, but I was bullied and I was extremely bullied. A lot of people picked on me, made fun of me. And there was one day I just had it. I said, no more. I can't take this anymore. So then I started working out and, and. I was I lost a lot of weight and, and I saw what I was really able to do because I used to consider myself okay I'm fat you know I'm I'm fat and lazy but then when I started working out I said no I'm not fat and lazy I'm 
now I'm this and I was actually to change so many things just from so your transformation started with your body change is mm-hmm. that so that's how you're able to gain confidence yes is yes. that is that what body, it is body okay. change yes okay, yes, confidence okay. Is, is critical so you found your confidence through results in, in the change in your body okay is that right yeah, yeah so that was one of the steps that was one of the steps yes and in the pre-interview that we had you talked to me um you are truly working on something significant because like you said you're trying to see what is the end or not the end or what is the limit of the mind yes or yes, yes. how are you going to test it i mean isn't that a lofty goal i mean i just want to know how are you going to test it are you going to invent a pill that we're all going to be like super smart i mean we if we don't have that yeah. What can we do? What kind of practical tools you can live, uh, leave with the audience that yeah. we can take home and do something right away? Do you have okay. something like a toolbox, something yeah. that worked for you? Go ahead. I mean, basically, I'm studying psychology, but it's some of the things that they talk about in Think and Grow Rich and, and, and things that we hear. Oh, from Napoleon Hill. Yeah, from Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. It makes a lot of sense because we can prove that scientifically. For example, the saying that you're going to make as much as the friends that you hang out with mm-hmm. or birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, when I was younger, I used to dismiss that. Like, I know who I am. People are not going to change me. People are not going to mold me. Mm-hmm. But then when I started hanging around those people, I started see, like starting to think like them uh-huh. and starting to do certain things they do that I would never do. Like what? And, Can you give us an example? Like, uh, be specific. For example, if I'm around someone that is constantly a n- negative thinking or... Uh-huh pessimistic then I'll start thinking pessimistically rather than optimistically what rather than when before I used to think optimistically so mm. people would kind of mold me and shape me mm. I agree with that are you familiar with Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins yes yes and you know what they say you are the average of five people you spend the most time with yes and Tony Robbins really caught on to that and he said that your success in life is directly related to the expectations of your peer group yes so if you in marines mm-hmm. the high level expectations so everyone goes up yeah. if you work in the wall street at an investment bank the expectations of earn, earning earning yeah. is high so you become just like the peer group yeah. but specifically the expectations of your peer group so i believe in that okay yes. all right that's cool well what's next well, we could actually scientifically see how that works now because there's actually mirror neurons in your brain. Okay. And these mirror neurons actually... Okay, so let's say... Can you, can, the, you, can you say what the mirror neurons are? What, what is it about? And how, how can we understand this if somebody who's not studying brain science like you are? Okay. Mirror neurons basically is if you're... Let's say you're, you're watching a basketball game versus playing a game. Do you think that those neurons are going to be different that's firing? for if you're watching versus playing basketball? Do you think there's different neurons going to fire? It's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that uh, the extent of my knowledge on mirror neurons is uh, I know it was first identified by this na- person, Giacomo Rizzolatti, yeah. I think a professor in Europe. And he said that we mirror emotions and feelings that we see in the people around us like for example if somebody's crying mm-hmm. like on stage or in theater or in a movie somehow some way mm-hmm. the mirror neurons in my brain will compel me to cry mm-hmm. is that that's my understanding but you, yours is, is, is a little bit more um, wider than that right yeah so somewhat yeah. It's, it's, if, if we're watching a basketball game or if we're watching someone cry if we're watching someone doing something mm-hmm. we're actually 
firing the same neurons in our mind as if we were actually doing it ourselves. Okay, so so I, I hold on just one second. I just want to make sure. So are you saying right now that we don't have to do any work? We just can watch someone do something, and it's gonna do something for us. I mean, is, is that no, my understanding? Watching, okay. watching someone work is not gonna help you. Okay, <laughs> so 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 the mirror neurons is a is a gateway to something, right? Yes. So yes. that's what you're referring to, right? Yes. So how this knowledge have helped you in your life like uh, a year later or like when did you learn it and how can we practically use it okay using this knowledge what i started to do because the power of habit as well and we'll talk about that soon uh-huh. but um basically i just surrounded started surrounding myself with more positive minded people surrounding myself with people that's on the same path as me and then i started to to think like those people uh-huh. because the way also with habit you know and th- this is how mirror neurons help because when you're around people so much and those mirror neurons are firing then eventually you're going to create a habit uh-huh you're going to because once you start getting in a certain pattern of thinking okay it becomes okay. a habit so okay. if you're around constant negativity then you know it, it might not have any damage to you in the short run but once you're constantly surrounded by that and becomes a habit then you become into you habitually think okay. in that pattern. Now, so it can affect your thinking. I, I understand that. Okay. I understand that. I I'm with you 100%. But what about somebody who's listening and said, "You know what, Victor? Mm-hmm. Good for you. You figured this out, right? Mm-hmm. But what if I cannot change my circle? What if I'm stuck in the relationship? Mm-hmm. Or what if I'm stuck somewhere at a workplace or some other place that I cannot immediately change? What do you say to that person?" You like this is speak brave. Yes. Okay. We're not gonna sugarcoat it. Yeah. We will address it. Okay. So if somebody comes up to you and say, "What? What to do, uh, Victor? <laughs> you know, is this like you know, like okay? You, you say change the environment, change the people. What if I can't? Yeah. What do you tell me? If and I'm playing the devil's advocate here, of course. If, if you can't, then of course you're making excuses because oh, okay because we all tend to make excuses because we all. We all don't like to face our fears. We all don't like to face situations. So we all try to make excuses to circumvent that. But if you're saying that you can't change, it's, you're lying to yourself. Because one of the things that really helped me out a lot with this is listening to audiobooks. Okay. Because I made okay. books okay. my mentor. And reading books, when you're reading these things and you're, you're reading in your mind and you're studying a lot of things about success, you're essentially reprogramming your, your mind. And that's what I like about books. It's not that they just give you, you know, practical information all the time, but a lot of the books on success that I've read was essentially about reprogramming your mind. So if you are saying that you are not able to reprogram your mind, then you must not want it that bad. You must not want to change that bad. Okay. And that all comes down to a burning desire. So it all comes down to choice, right? Yes. So it's, um, I heard this one gentleman before. His name is Benji Bruce. Hmm. He's a speaker and a teacher. And he says this, you either make money or you make excuses. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it is? Exactly. Right. Yes, yes. So you're trying to tell me is it's an excuse. Yes. You say, I cannot leave this. I cannot change my environment. Is that, is that what you're that's, saying that's, to me? That's an excuse. Okay. That, that comes down to fear. So, let, okay. so let's go a little bit deeper. Okay. You just told us that the books, that's your mentor. The book says you made it because you didn't have access to other mentors at the time? 
I had access to other mentors. Okay. But they told me to read books, so. Okay. But do you feel, now, did you graduate in your mind mm-hmm. from books to one-on-one interaction with mentors, with successful people who already done it, seen it, tried it? What are you doing now? Are you still reading, listening to books? Or what is your plane of view now? Where are you going now? My plane of view now is what I do, and this is one of, one of my mentors telling me this while I was working at Rockwell Collins, is telling me, I, I used to listen to music at work because they allowed us to listen to music, but he uh-huh. told me that he listens to audiobooks. So uh-huh. I said, okay, let me try it out. So then I started listening to audiobooks and then I, listening to Think and Grow Rich, books like that, Richest Man in Babylon. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Smarter, Better, Faster. Mm-hmm. Um, be obsessed or be you know listening to books like that and then especially when when the author is also the person that does the the voice over yes, on the book yes, i because, love it because you yeah. feel the energy of it yeah and you're also learning a lot yeah and absolutely. it's like um secrets of the millionaire mind i mean one of these things that i heard on that book kind of just reshifted like can you I tell think. us uh, the, okay. the the nuggets uh it's from a that. little little quote short quote but it says, poor people get paid by the time that they put in. Rich people get paid by what they do. And then when I thought about that, I said, wow, I need to start creating. See, see, successful people think I create the money, while other people think, well, I have to look for the money. It's, well, you could create the money. Okay. This is, this is a great concept. And okay. what I like about this is we forget. Mm-hmm. Nobody reminds us. Or maybe we do get reminded, but we forget. Yes. We need to go there, talk to this person, make money, run errands. But are we investing in ourselves? Are we investing in ourselves? And what I like about this is how have you applied? Like, pick one principle. Okay, so okay. You, you spend time with a positive, encouraging, supportive people, right? Yes. Right now. Yes. Now, you've done that, and you're going to continue that for the rest of your life. Yes. You got the books, audio, you're going to do that for the rest of your life. Now, can you be um, open with us and tell us one concept that you have learned from those books and you have followed it, maybe learned something else that we can see, oh, wow, this really works. Because a lot of times we read it in a book, but sometimes we don't really understand it because nobody else told us. Mm-hmm. Do you have a testimony or some kind of an example that we can grab onto and say, you know what, I heard this uh, Victor on a podcast on Speak Brave and he said this one thing and changed my life. <laughs> I mean, the number one thing I would yeah. say, and, and and this really is number one, and it, it you're gonna hear it everywhere. We want the best only. We don't we don't want the obsession second or third. Obsession and burning desire. That's, obsession. That's obsession and burn. Is that what, healthy? What is that even healthy that to is, be obsessed? That is healthy. I mean, oh my goodness, really? Is that healthy? I mean, to be of obsessed? course, of course, balance is important, and that's something else that uh, T. Harvey Ecker said yeah. is um, that poor people see. I think it's now when um, rich people see balance. So yeah, it is about balance. You know, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, you want to get to a state of balance because if you're working out so much and then you're not eating, yeah, that's a little imbalanced. But when it comes to your goals and if they are good goals and you sat down and planned it out and you know this is what you really want, then that obsession is kind of that fuel to the fire. It's something that's gonna push you to, to just okay, okay. So that's that's one part. But you and I both know. Mm-hmm. There's going to be obstacles. Yes. There's going to be naysayers. Yes, yes. Okay. Obstacle naysayers. 
but even what's more insidious mm-hmm. is the biggest obstacle of them all. Okay. And I call it the inner critic. <laughs> the inner critic, that, that person that lives deep inside your mind yeah. and says, Victor, who are you kidding? Who are you kidding? Come on, you know, you're, you're, you're delusional. You're yeah. delusional. And you think, no, no, no. And you have this conversation yeah. within yourself. It's like, I got this. But then there's this thing that's like, okay, like pushing you out. And you think, and you know, it's a self, inner self-critic. So yeah. I want to know how you deal with the inner self-critic. Because, mm. you know, we can talk about this, but I want to know practical strategies okay. that, we, that you have used to talk to your inner self-critic. Meditation. I mean, sometimes my inner self-critic wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah. meditation really Med- does Okay, help. meditation. Talk more about that. Meditation, basically, what it is, is, is <laughs> we have an ego. Yes. Which is that little voice in our head oh, that yes. goes off all the oh, time yes. that tells us we can't do it or right, we suck at right. life. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> I know that's good. That's yeah. going a little deep, but you, you know, yeah, it yeah, can get yeah, it pretty low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the ego. And what it is is that we, we have control over that. But we have this little voice in our head that goes off. And a lot of times we give power to that little voice. Uh-huh. We give it strength. For example, what, if that alarm goes off in the morning... And then we say, no, I'm not waking. I can hit the snooze button. We're giving power to our ego because our ego wants to go back. Well, we're lazy. Okay, so I get that. Yeah. Okay, but what about the the, the ego critic that is... Because maybe when you were a child, somebody told you something and you were... You got... That got to you. Yeah. That got to you. And I believe experiences we have seen in childhood can leave an imprint and actually debilitate us paralyze us mm. for some time and it takes what does it take to get over the self inner critic over and over again because that's the key isn't it it is it is and and part of that honestly is meditation meditation helps Breathing. you to deal with that critic how do you yes. meditate tell, tell, meditate? tell us something that we can learn what i do is i just sit down in a comfortable position with my back up and i just breathe through my nose through your nose. And I focus on my breath. And while I'm focusing on my breath, thoughts will come into my head. Thoughts saying, hey, you're hungry, go eat. Hey, what are you doing later? Hey, you're not in a comfortable position. Uh-huh. And those thoughts would come in, but I would just let those thoughts pass. And when you start to meditate more, you realize that those thoughts, you don't have to pay attention to them. You can choose to pay attention to this thought or choose to just let it pass. It's, it's just like the clouds. You can choose to look at the clouds or you can choose to just let the clouds pass by without looking at them. Mm-hmm. And when you get to a certain point in meditation and you practice being aware, you oh, practice okay. presence. And yeah. you talked about this in, in, I believe one of your podcasts before is about the power of presence. When you're present, you're aware of what you're doing right now and you realize that you're in control and you have to be in control. Because if you're not in control, then your thoughts are going to be in control. And that little inner critic is going to be telling you things. And sometimes, this is what I like to do. It might sound a little crazy, but... So we need to know. We need to know. Sometimes when I have a little critic in my head saying stuff, I'm just like, no, I'm in control. I'm not going to listen to you. Okay. Because sometimes fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I have that little critic in my head saying things... 
for example, when I was in high school and I got straight A's, I had that little critic saying, you're an average person. I used to go to class and go to sleep and not do anything. I truly believed I was an average person and that's what my inner critic told me. But then it all came down to having a belief that you can be capable of something greater. And that really, it really comes down to faith and belief. Whew, this is heavy stuff. <laughs> I like it. I like it because I like to have an introspection. I like to have a conversation within yourself and with the audience because we all can do surface conversation. It's like, okay, how are you? Everything's good. The kids, the dog, the <laughs> wife, the, the mortgage, everything cool? Okay, good. <laughs> but I like to go deep and ask a question. And a lot of times, a lot of conversations that I have with people on this podcast is the questions that we come up with, they still working in my head. Okay. You know, that's mm -hmm. what it is. So meditation, inner self-critic, got that. Would you talk about this obsession? So you are a man on a mission. Yes. Can I say you're obsessed? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you're obsessed with bringing the message mm -hmm. of reprogramming your mind. Yes. Right? That is your message, right? Yes. So how have you been going around and telling people about it? What have you learned about yourself? What have you learned about others? And what we can learn from it? Because okay. life is about learning. And I yeah. know you're a student. You're always, you're always reaching out to me and telling me, okay, check out this course. Um, to, how to learn what learning? Is that yeah, number okay, one okay. course on Coursera? Isn't yeah. that right? Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, that was a great course. And this yeah. actually has has a, a big influence because of the book. Learning how to learn. Learning how to learn, <laughs> yes, a mind for numbers. And, and I love it, that, it, I love that, okay. And it shows you how like, what, what are the inner workings of our psychology, there's certain things in our inner workings of, of our psychology that we don't understand, but it works. For example, there's something, a concept called convergent thinking and divergent thinking. Yes, tell, me, tell us more because I know okay. you are uh, into it. This is good for solving problems and and it, it sometimes it frustrates me a lot because you have a problem that you don't that you know how to solve. You want to use convergent thinking or focus thinking. Focus thinking is when you're super focused on a task. For example, you're doing a math problem and you're scribbling away and you're super focused uh -huh. and you know how to do it and then you get the answer. But there's certain problems that you look at and then there's no way for you to solve it. You can't figure it out. You called a friend, you called another friend, you can't figure it out, you did a Google search. Because that takes a different type of thinking. That takes divergent thinking or creative thinking. With what divergent thinking is, is you're accessing the subconscious. And the subconscious is basically kind of like an infinite library of knowledge that we have access to, that every human being has access to. Okay. And Nikola Tesla and Einstein talked about it like, it's, it's kind of like they're a receiver. Our mind is basically a receiver for basically knowledge from the subconscious. So what you do with divergent thinking is you actually stop thinking about the problem altogether. Hmm. So you, 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 you take a break? You take, you a, take break. a vacation? You put it aside? You put it aside, yes. Okay. You put it aside. You can go work on something else. Mm -hmm. Or you can actually, what Edward de Bono, Edward de Bono said yes, in lateral yes, thinking yes, is that yes, yes, yes. you can go, there's certain ways you could trigger that divergent thinking to work better. For example, like you, what? Tell like us, tell, tell us some room, ex exercises. Like going to a room that you've never seen before with different items that you've never seen before, playing a game that you've never played, doing something you've never done before, because then that triggers like certain neurons in your brain to fire. Mm -hmm. And that helps you to divergent think better. But with what, in a mind for numbers, I, I believe Barbara Oakley, what she said 
is that you just stop thinking about the problem altogether. You go do something else. And then what you'll find is that it may not be right away. It may take some time, but the answer will come to you. And it will come to you and you'll say, aha. Okay, so you see a problem. Yes. It's a big one. It's a big Huge. one. And it really annoys you too, right? Oh, yes. It annoys you. You think, oh, I'm pretty smart, but why is this escaping me? Mm-hmm. If I follow your advice, mm-hmm. I say problem, I see you, but I'm not leaving. I'm changing my environment. Yes. Go to a different room. Yes. Different house, different town. Different country? I don't know. What, what, what are you thinking? Right? I mean, uh, not different town. I mean, okay, okay, so different room. And then you just don't focus on a problem. You focus on other problems. Focus on other life. I mean, don't even focus I mean, on how, other what, problems. What, um, what you want to do? All right, let's let's talk about brainwave levels. This is yeah. good. This is good stuff. Okay. Well, we basically have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind, mm-hmm. and our subconscious mind is so many times more powerful than our conscious mind. I mean, it is amazing how powerful our subconscious mind is. So while you're actually going away from the task, your subconscious mind is still trying to find the answer to that. So what you do... Okay, I see what you're saying. What you do is you're you're focusing on the problem for a tremendous amount of time. So that, since you're spending time focusing on the problem, it's going to go into your subconscious and your subconscious is going to be trying to figure it out. But... If you spend too much time trying to figure it out, then you're only stressing yourself out. And when, you, when your brain is stressed out, it's, it's actually less creative and less divergent. So what you want to do is you want to try to get to your conscious mind to access your subconscious better. And the way we do that, and meditation is one way, but actually, it's, I, w- I would have to get into some psychology, but... Our brain and our working state is in beta waves. We're giving off beta waves. Uh-huh. And then when we're more relaxed, where we go down to alpha waves and theta waves, so our mm-hmm. brain wave gives off different type of waves. Uh-huh. But when, when we're more in a relaxed state, we have more access to the subconscious. That's why when we're, we're more relaxed, we have more creative ideas come into our mind. I know. I heard this before. Have you ever heard someone saying, okay, I have a problem. And it's a big one. Annoying. You cannot <laughs> fix it. And then... In the shower, sometime when the shower, oh, yes, I got yes, this, I yes. got this. <laughs> Do you know that? I don't know if it's true or not. Tony Robbins, you know, I love Tony Robbins. He's yes. he's a regular on this show. Great guy. Well, not not in person, but you know, I have characters, right? I do it with John. Is that Tony Robbins has a dry erase board in his shower? You have an idea, and you draw, and you write it right there in the shower. What? Can you imagine? Can wow. you imagine the idea? I mean, this guy is a monster, right? He's a monster, right? I mean, yeah. he, he figured something out. I'm mm-hmm. just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Okay, so alpha, beta, theta, 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 theta and this, then delta. Okay, <laughs> so the lower you go, what's the benefit? And do we want to go all the time, or this is just? I mean, yeah, sometimes. The the thing the the what I'd like to point out is I want only the best strategies that worked for you. Okay. Because we're not looking for shortcuts. We're looking for a better quality of life. Meditation then, because okay. meditation will also allow you to help you control that inner critic in your head. But it will also, meditation, what it does is it brings you down in brainwave levels. So people that meditate for a while, like 30 minutes to an hour, yeah. for example, what they're doing is they're able to bring their brainwave level down from beta to alpha. Mm-hmm. Some people can even go down to theta. Theta is 
when you're in REM sleep, when we're asleep and it seems like we're, it's actually real life, mm-hmm. that's when our brain is giving off theta waves. But we have greater access to the subconscious, meaning we have greater access to this infinite library of knowledge. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give you one example. For example, I was on an airplane and I was just really relaxed. I was just sitting there, just mm-hmm. really relaxed, not really thinking. And then an idea just came into my head, and this idea is something that I'm going to be looking to patent soon. Huh? Really? Yes, it just came into my head like this, and this is something that could be revolutionary. Out of thin air. That's amazing. It's Victor, amazing. this is amazing. You know, you heard it here, folks. I'll speak brave. Revolution idea from Victor. Victor, we're running close to the end of the program. So what I'd like to do is um, invite you again. Okay, definitely. So we can do this again. And do a little update on your book, okay. on your invention, where you are, because you have a lot to offer. And I love the way your, your mind moves around, but also it's a lot of value. So I want to remind everyone, this is Victor Theocritis. You can link, you, I will post your name so people can actually get to you exactly. Uh, you can look him up on LinkedIn and Facebook. And his upcoming book is Unlimited Power, Unleashing Infinite Potential of Your Mind. Cannot wait to get it. Victor, any parting thoughts? You only have a couple seconds, and then we we so (laughs) we can. Thank you, thank you. This was a great podcast. I mean, you really meant what you said. You go deep, (laughs) but it was great. Thank you. I love it. It's an honor to be on this. You got it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And friends, subscribe, send it to your friends. We are on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and I'll see you next week. But don't forget to speak brave. Thanks.